This week's episode is brought to you by Beverly Hills Orthodontics, brightening smiles with a state-of-the-art technology in Invisalign since 2008. Love yourself, love your smile. You can find them on Instagram at Beverly Hills Ortho or online at www.beverlyhillsortho.com. Good evening, everyone. This is Natalie Delgadillo live from Los Angeles. This is a Stella Oak Mavens podcast where we feature different mavens in different fields. A maven is an expert of an expert. They're the go-to person who you would want to ask questions before making a decision. The purpose of our podcast is to help the consumer be more knowledgeable. Today, I am so excited to host Roxanne Ohayan. Roxanne is a third-year microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics major at UCLA. She's also a science writer for Stanford Medicine and a researcher in the UCLA Silva Lab. Roxanne has taken her passion for science and merged it with her childhood love for fashion to tackle one of the most environmentally harmful and wasteful industries of today's world, the fashion industry. Her startup, Lotus Swim, uses fabric made from recovered ocean fishing nets and other plastic waste to create beautiful reversible pieces that challenge the fashion industry's wasteful production cycle. Hey, Roxanne, we're really excited to have you. How are you? I'm great, Natalie. Thanks so much for having me. Yeah, we're so excited to have you on the podcast. Let us begin. Thank you. So what drew you to starting your own sustainable brand, Lotus Swim? Right. So when I first wanted to start a business, it wasn't necessarily on the track of being a sustainable business. But over the course of a few months, uh, even a year, it started getting itself formulated into this very sustainability driven company. So it started off um, my freshman year of college. Um, I had started on the microbiology, immunology, and molecular genetics track. Mm -hmm. It's a long major, but uh, UCLA. And um, I was very determined in getting a degree in science and being involved in research, getting my PhD in the future. And that was all kind of backtracked to a passion that I had for immunotherapy research um, that was rooted in um, the loss of my grandfather to multiple myeloma, which is a type of cancer um, that could have been treated with immunotherapy or potentially stem cell therapy uh, if the research would have been more advanced at the time. So this is something that I was very passionate about. Um, But before that, before I really developed this passion for science, I really loved art and fashion. And this was something that as a child and um, all the way up until early high school, when I started learning about science, I wanted to devote my life to fashion and design. And um, I even considered going to a design specific college. Um, And so there was always this kind of uh, back and forth tug between my love for art and fashion and science. And when I got to college, I kind of thought that like, oh, I would have to put one of these things kind of on the back burner and uh, just go full force towards one of my passions, uh, that there would be kind of no in between where I could elevate both of them in what I wanted to do. So um, this all kind of changed when I started looking at ways that I could have some sort of side hustle. So as a UCLA student, it's no, um, no, I guess, secret that our tuition is 
pretty darn expensive. So um, I was trying to find ways that I could uh, support, help support my family and paying my tuition and all the other expenses that come along with having a college education at UCLA. So um, I started having side hustles that involved me um, purchasing items like uh, everything from uh, trendy like shoes and slides to kind of hype fashion, clothing, tank tops, um, makeup, jewelry, that kind of stuff from wholesale manufacturers overseas and then selling them in kind of boutique online e-commerce platforms. So um, this led me to making a decent amount of money that was helping pay my tuition. And I was really excited about it. Um, Come middle of freshman year, I wanted to expand my efforts. Um, But around this time was actually when I started becoming aware of some of the things that have really been plaguing the fashion industry, and that's the wasteful use of fossil fuels in creating our textiles, along with the exploitation of women laborers and all of these issues that really were not commonplace to learn in even an institution like UCLA. I had never heard of these things, um, like the fact that nylon, uh, as we get into kind of my swimwear, nylon is a... uh, non-biodegradable material that doesn't actually ever biodegrade. Uh, It ends up in a landfill and it's a plastic. So there's nothing we can do about that. And it's one of the most common things that we see in the fashion industry is the use of these non-biodegradable textiles, things like that. So um, I guess the turning point for me was when I uh, received a DM on Instagram from a swimwear company that actually said, hey, Roxanne, like we like your style. We'd like you to be an ambassador for our company. And upon looking at their uh, catalog of items, I realized that all of them were from wholesale manufacturers, just like what I had been doing. And I thought, you know, this is such an easy business model. It's crazy how much traction these companies are getting, which is pretty minimal ad marketing, that kind of stuff. Um, I want to do this and I want to make it better by making it sustainable. So this was the moment that really did it for me, me seeing a problem in the industry and, um, just feeling like I could do something to improve it and make make the industry better. So, Yeah, no, that's very important, especially in today's day with sustainability becoming bigger. That's awesome. So what has been the greatest challenge in starting your own business, especially since you're a college student, you know, kind of a startup is a really hard thing to do. How has that been? So there's been a few things, first of all, that Lotus Swim Uh, at its conception has been aimed at tackling. So the first one, of course, is the sustainability aspect. Like I mentioned, everything on the market right now that is just basic, what we call fast fashion, that's exploiting workers, that's using these textiles that are non-renewable, just ending up in landfills. Um, A lot of these companies are using using approaches that, um, you know, require a massive budget. So their marketing approaches are targeting these demographics that are are the same age as me, and um, they're learning what these people like, and they're spending a ton of money to keep this fast fashion cycle going. So I think one of the biggest things for me has just been learning how to tap into that market without having this massive ad budget. So it's been a challenge, especially as a college student, trying to tap into those funding sources, um, 
I've had to, um, of course, reach out for loans and things like that just to get the company up and running in terms of inventory and things like that. So as a college student without much um, basis for how to uh, fund your company without looking for external investors and that kind of thing, definitely really tricky to find um the funding required to really get your name out there and thus it requires a lot of time on your part to really spread the word to everyone you know try to be as social media savvy as you can be without giving out those big bucks that companies like forever 21 or uh boohoo or all these companies are doing in this day and age so that's definitely been a struggle the other uh struggle has really been coming up with a uh, solid design interface. So when I started the company, I didn't have any formal design experience. Um, I remember one one of my favorite memories uh, of freshman year when I really started this, uh, all the concepts of the swimwear was um, after a chemistry exam, sitting in the library at 2 a.m. and just sketching out designs for swimwear with kind of no idea how to do this with all the fancy design programming out there. Um, and just sketching and sending these out to manufacturers and saying, hey, can you do something with this? Can you help me through the measurements, how to get, you know, a size scale going for small, medium, large, and just starting the process just in the most basic way I could. So trying to learn to be a uh, all, you know, an entire company in one person, everything from design to marketing um, to just being, you know, the 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 mind behind our mission and trying to recruit interns has been a really big thing for me now. Trying to wear all those hats has definitely been a big challenge along with my coursework and everything else that's on my What advice would you give to a student who is in similar shoes as you, who wants to start their own business but is afraid to due to being a student? What would you tell them? That's a great question. Um, I think my easy answer would be just do it. Uh, there's going to be a lot of uh, reasons why you shouldn't do it. You're going to miss out on things. You're going to, you know, it's going to make your daily life harder. But I think that uh, you have to do it, especially at the age that we're at. If you have an idea, if you have something that could be an idea that you're just absolutely passionate about and you want to see formulate into something big into a company into a startup absolutely go for it um find a team that will be able to support you whether that just be through uh encouragement with your colleagues and the people that you surround yourself with or whether that be you know um a, a team that really balances you in terms of developing whatever it might be, an app, a interface, a product, uh, a team that is on, on the same page with you, willing to go through this hard work and all of the challenges and unpredictability of a startup, um, absolutely go for it. I think at the age that we are, having an idea uh, in your early 20s or even very late teens is something that you'll never get back. Um, we're, we're the demographic that's really shaping all kinds of market trends, we're sparking social change, and our ideas are so absolutely valuable and important in the current landscape um, of business and just the direction the world is going in general. So if you have an idea, definitely pursue it, see where it goes, talk to people, find your resources on your campus. I know at UCLA, there's tons of startup resources, entrepreneurial clubs, things like that to just 
start your idea, just get it going, start a pitch deck, just see where you can take it. And you'll honestly be very surprised with the unpredictable turns it might take and where it'll lead you. So, yeah. Oh, that's great advice. What do you want to leave our listeners with? Our, whether they're young entrepreneurs or they're interested in finding different ways to start a new business with new ideas, what would you leave them with as of now? The first thing I would leave my, your listeners with is, first of all, if you have an idea, absolutely pursue it. Uh, don't think about the roadblocks ahead of you. Um, only think about what you want this company to become and what your passion is and where your passion lies. Um, think about, I think that one of the biggest um life mantras that I've come to love is leave everything that you invest yourself, invest your time in better than how you found it. So how do you want to leave the world better than you found it? I think this is a really broad but inspirational message for a lot of people. A lot of startups um, now are kind of facing the question of what, you know, what, what need is this really solving? Um, is this app really going to, you know, better people's lives or, um, you know, really make a difference? And so if that's where your passion lies is making the world a better place in whatever way you see fit and there's endless possibilities to answer that question, then go forth, pursue with full force and run hard and fast towards your passions. It's going to be a very long and challenging road, but it's absolutely going to be worth it. So. That's what I'd leave you with. And don't. And one of the biggest things as a college student is just learn to seek out your resources. Um, there's a lot of, like I mentioned, startup clubs, resource um, groups on, on your campuses, and also external scholarships and grants for people with big ideas. So um, don't feel like you're in this alone. There's so many people out there that want to help you, want to see young entrepreneurs succeed and want to give you the resources, the inspiration, and also the funding to do so. So don't feel alone. Always seek out your resources and go towards whatever you're passionate about full force. Cool. Thank you so much for being on the show today, Roxanne. Had a great time interviewing okay. you. Of course. Thank you so much. It was great talking to you, Natalie. Of course. Have a good rest of your day. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Thank you guys for listening to the Stella Oak Mavens podcast. For more, check out StellaOakMavens.com.